Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Uh, this next podcast uh, is another chapel talk that I gave to uh, students here at my school. Uh, this one's on Colossians uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 20 to 23. Uh, it's a section where Paul encourages the Colossians um, that now they are in Jesus and they're continuing in him, that they need to belong to Jesus. Um, not to belong to the world and to the rules of this world, but to belong to Jesus. Uh, this is the same encouragement that I gave the students. And I hope that you too are encouraged to belong to Jesus and to live according to him and to his way. Uh, have a chat just quickly with the person next to you about the rules that you like or rules that you hate or rules that you just appreciate and are thankful for. Okay, go. Okay, so I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, what are the rules uh, that, let's go, the rules that you don't like, first of all. What are the rules that you don't like? The rules that you don't like. Are there any? Hats in the playground. Hats in the playground. Sure, no worries. Uh, what else? What are the other rules? You, we're on the school rule uniforms, so like anything else that you don't like, what are the other rules that you don't like? Okay, so just uniform rules about what people can and can't wear. Okay, what about outside of school? What about general rules? Are there any rules that you don't like on the outside world? What are the rules that you do like? Rules that you appreciate? Rules that you're thankful for? Speed limits. Yes. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I'll tell you a little story. Some of you heard this little story. I was travelling north with my family in the car to visit my grandfather after our second son had just been born. And we were cruising on the freeway there, uh, heading from Sydney to Newcastle. And at the end of that freeway, there's a whole bunch of white lines that run across the road. And they're painted on the road really thick, so they make a really big bump as you go over them. And they sort of start off in big gaps, and then as you get closer and closer to the end of the freeway, they go shorter and shorter and shorter. So as you go over them, you sort of go and then by the time you've hit the end, you should have well and truly have slowed down by now. Sort of like a, an alarm clock for your car. Say, hey, wake up. Don't speed anymore. Don't go this freeway speed anymore. I was driving along there and I said to my wife as we got closer, I said, I wonder how many of these lines that there are. 
And so we started to try and count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. And then all of a sudden out of the bushes jumped a police officer with his blue sign saying, stop police, pull over. Uh, I pulled over and he came to the window and he said, mate, how fast were you going? I'm like, well, the speed limit. Uh, I generally thought I was just doing the speed limit. He says, no, what do you think the speed limit is? I said, 110. And he says, no, mate, it's 80. I'm like, no way. He said, yeah, it is. See that sign just there? And we'll stuck my head out the window and there's a sign. He goes, that's the 80K sign. And then even further down the road, there is another one saying 80 ahead. So you should have seen it. Uh, what's going on? And I said to him, I'm really sorry. My family's in the car. We were chatting. We we're having a good time. We're going up to see my grandfather. I gave him the story, the truthful story. And he said, all right, I understand, but give me a license. He took my license. He went back to the car and he came back and he gave me this ticket. Like that's the actual ticket that he gave me. Uh, and it turns out that I was actually, this is not a gloat, it's just the truth of the fact, uh, I was doing 112 kilometres uh, in an 80 zone, uh, over 20 kilometre speeding fine, which is $446. Uh, there was a fair fine. Uh, the good news is, for me, is that I'd never been fined before, uh, so I sent an email and I, didn't, I got off it, so I didn't have to pay it. But the thing is, that's a speeding fine because the rules on the road are simple, right? If it's 110, you do 110. If it's 80, you do 80. If it's 50, you do 50. We all know that, right, as drivers. Even before you're a driver, you sit in the car and you know, mum and dad, if they're going over the speed limit, mum, you're speeding. And she's like, oh, leave me alone. And, and she might slow down or whatever. But then if you go on a farm, like I went on a farm once, I had a mate with some property and he had this little Datsun 120B that had been converted into a paddock basher. The roof had been cut off, roll bars had been installed and he could just gun it around the paddock. It was literally, I remember getting in, the, the, my mate's dad put the helmet on me and he's like, go for it. I said, where can I go? He goes, anywhere. How fast can I go? He said, as fast as you want. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He said, pull the handbrake on as well. And so sure enough, banging around the field, pulling handbrakes on, doing skids, donuts, burnouts. It was great. The rules change, right? It would be silly for me on the farm when he says, there's no rules, the rules are different, you can pull the handbrake on and do donuts and skids to drive 50 k's like a grandma down the street, really careful, mind the pothole dear, and, and so on. The rules have changed. Why would I live like on the road now that I'm on the farm? I've got freedom. I've got a new difference, don't I? A new change. Paul writes to the church in Colossae and he wants them to continue in Jesus. Do you remember see that verse down the very bottom? This is like the core verse of Colossians. He says, as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. Remember this idea of continuing to live out your Christian life. That's what he wants for them. And he gave them these two examples, one being rooted like a tree and one being built up like a tall building to be established in the faith, just as they were taught, and there will be overflowing or abounding in thanksgiving. He wants them to continue in their faith. But as they continue, Paul now continues to urge them not to submit to the rules of the world. For that would be like you going to the farm and submitting still to the rules of the road. He doesn't want you to disobey the rules and the authorities of this life. But he's talking about the rules which determine what we are motivated by as Christian people who are receiving Jesus and walking with him. So this is what he says in these three verses. He says, since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, 
do not taste, do not touch. See, Paul brings to surface in the red text up the very top in verse 20, the fact that Jesus has come and Jesus has died for these Christians. If you're a Christian, this is the same for you, right? Jesus has come and Jesus has died for you. And so literally, if you are a Christian today and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and you are walking with him, then your old self has died with Jesus as well. And so in other places in the Bible, it says we have a resurrected self, a new life in which we live out today. We live that new life in Jesus today. Now, what we have died to, verse 20, is a bit weird. It says, since you have died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, it sounds spooky and ghostbustery, right? But that's talking about the elemental forces of this world, you could just put it as. The things in this world that influence us. The things in this world that motivate us to live a particular way is another way to think of it. So Paul says, since you've died with Christ to the ways of this world, why do you live as though you still belong to these things? Why do you still live according to the rules of this world? And then he goes really simple, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Think for a moment about the second half of verse 20, part where it says, why as though... You, do you, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? It reminds me of when you're on school holidays. It's 10 o'clock, you get hungry. I don't know if you've ever had this feeling before, but you start to get hungry at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, and you go, oh, I'm going to get something to eat. But you look at the clock and you go, oh, it's only 10 o'clock. It's not recess time yet. I need to wait for the bell to go at 10.30. Have you ever had that thought before? Only to go, hold on a second, I'm on holidays. I can eat whatever the heck I want to eat. And so you go to the cupboard and you dig in and you eat. I've had that thought before. Or maybe even on a Saturday morning, you wake up, you reach for the clock and you realise it's 7.30 and you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to get up and go to school. And then you sort of jump out of bed and you go to get ready and you go, hold on a second. That's right, it's Saturday. And so the rule of Saturday, sleep in day. And so you jump back into bed and you go back to sleep. Right? Why as though, Paul says, do you st- if you died to the elemental spiritual force of this world, why, as though do you, why do you live as though you still belong to the world, Paul says? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. Paul doesn't want them to succumb to the things of this world anymore because they now belong to Jesus. And because they now belong to Jesus, there's a difference that should take place. There's a different sort of life that they should now live. And it means that they should not handle, taste and touch the things of this world. But what are the things of this world, these rules that Paul is talking about? He's not talking about speed rules and uniform rules and so on. I think these are thinking about the things in the world that we value, the things that we chase after in this world to try and find meaning and identity in this world. Things like possessions, stuff that we own. Things like status, things like reputation and admiration from others. Even it's weird to think it's sort of as terrible as anxiety is, it's sort of one of those in vogue things at the moment. If you get anxiety, well then that's a good thing because everyone gets anxiety. And so it's even anxiety sometimes people identify with that in this world. But Paul says, these things hold no value. Don't handle them, don't taste them, don't touch them, don't engage with them, don't get tactile with those things. You're with Jesus now, live differently. 
Paul says, verse 22, These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teaching. You see, the reality of these things in this world that we can handle and can taste and can touch, those things in our world that seem to hold value, are only here for a short time. They're things that come in season and out of season and don't always hold power over you. So why succumb to them? Think about when you were a child at primary school and the things that were cool then are not necessarily cool now. The things that you base your identity on when you were a junior school student are not the things that you base your identity on now that you're a young adult. Paul says, be with Jesus. Don't be with the world. The tricky thing is, verse 23, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence or the indulgence of the flesh, the things that we want to do with our bodies. These things of the world that we should not handle and should not taste and should not touch, they look wise on the surface. The world will say that these are the things you ought to pursue. But God's word says... Don't touch them. Have nothing to do with them. These are old rules that are going to decay. These are rules that are only human rules. These rules seem impressive, but they actually don't hold any value at all. And they especially don't have any value in saving you from your sin and helping you to be friends with God again. E12, if you are a Christian today, if you're sitting in this room and you're like, yeah, I'm a Christian... Well, remember that you have died with Christ to the forces of this world. This world ought not hold any power over you. Stop submitting to the rules of this world. Stop submitting to the forces that are surrounding us as we live at our day, moment by moment. Stop worrying about the world that is before you and instead submit to Jesus. Concern yourself with what Jesus says. And the great thing is that when you concern yourself with the words of Jesus, you end up putting aside things like anxiety and worry. You'll stop working to please your mates. You'll stop working even to please your parents. You'll stop looking in the mirror and feeling disappointed because you are living for something way more valuable. You are living so that you would continue in Jesus and be found in him in the very end. If you have died with Jesus, year 12, then let him be the ruling factor in your life. If you have died with Jesus, year 12, then you are freed from this world and its expectation of you. And this day, that should make you sigh in relief. Because today, Jesus should be everything that's important to you. Jesus should be the thing that motivates you today. Jesus should be the thing that gives you comfort this morning as you face (coughs) battles and anxiety and stresses. Find comfort in him. So this morning, let me pray for you that you would find hope in Jesus and that Jesus would shape you and motivate you this morning. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter 
at mrk underscore schroeder.